It's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathered around the tree with loved ones, roasting marshmallows by the fire, or just looking for a cozy way to stay warm on a chilly night, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Christmas festivities. With a wide range of festive designs and colors, you can find the perfect blanket to match your holiday decor or gift to your loved ones. So this Christmas, make your holiday even cozier with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket, just in time for the holiday. Happy holidays from Minky Couture. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV Podcast. Hello, my name is Luke, editor, ironically runner of the website, thecustardtv.com. Joined, as always, by Gary in the London area. Watcher. And Matt in the north. Hello. Uh, Gary has something you'd like to say. Yeah, um... This this week, unfortunately, um, it's been a difficult week for me and my family. My uncle passed away after a very, a very short, but uh, well, he'd had an illness for some time, but we we didn't know it was how serious it was, uh, and he passed away this week. So I haven't watched an amazing amount of television because it's been a bit of a, a strange, stressful time. I've been de- back and down to Bournemouth uh, in the last seven days. My mm. uncle was uh, very close to me and was the reason that I got into television and podcasting in the first place. Really, my uncle and I were discussing and talking about telly from a very young age from when i first saw twin peaks and the x-files we're doing some twin peaks episodes and, and it kind of hit me last night when we were recording that that i'm talking about his and i's fate one of our favorite shows uh and you know he he was a big game of thrones fan and when that comes back that's going to be tough because we would ring each other and speak to each other about game of thrones theories for hours after each episode we also used to record a, a short-lived podcast called the tv drama club which to me, was kind of a predecessor to this for me, because we we kind of discussed on our opinions about telly, and it, it kind of was the idea that I had when Luke and I first chatted about what we wanted to do. Um, so, less th- to angry me, than this one. Let's certainly well, there were <laughs> of anger, but certainly less anger. So, um, uh, I know we don't often do this; we don't often bring a lot of our personal lives into the podcast. But I just wanted to dedicate this particular podcast uh, to the memory of Paul Banbury. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. But the current boss of EastEnders, Archer's uh, oh, yeah, I previous that. boss, Sean O'Connor, he's gone immediately. He's um, sort of had the soap in hot water lately with... Nothing happening over 12 months. So yeah, he's going... is very much definitely not being talked about as much as I remember it being and used that's to be the worst thing ever, for, particularly for a he, show that not yeah. to be talked about. Well, he is... said his statement was that he was always planning to leave at the end of this year because he his uh, love was motion pictures, but because he had one starting up 
sooner than expected. He's already left. That was his excuse, and he's sticking. Yeah, to that, it. that that sounds like a I'm leaving to spend more time with my family. Politician excuse, doesn't it? Also, not a cancellation, but something I briefly wanted to talk about was the, the announcement that the League of Gentlemen is definitely returning to TV mm. for series for um i don't know when it's going to happen but it is their 20th anniversary they started on radio 4 in 1997 i believe the tv show started in 99 98 99 one of those years 75 as the connells would say yeah i'm looking forward to that i know you you sort of got into like psychoville and inside number nine but never really bothered with league of gentlemen i found the league of gentlemen a bit too What's the word? A bit too surrealist for me, I think. Yeah, I, will I mean, give it was this another go. I think yeah. it was somewhere between a sketch show and a sitcom. Certainly, the first two series, the third series, which was yeah, and it did start in '99. I was right. Um, was 2002 where they did more sort of contained episodes with certain characters and gave it more of a plot. Uh, Gary, did you ever watch? League I, I believe I watched because I obviously I know the kind of characters that were in it. You know, Papa Lazarou and, you know... Pubs and Edward. Exactly, yeah. But I can't say that I actually remember an awful lot about it. Mm. So maybe that I didn't doesn't mean you didn't episodes. see it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. That doesn't mean the same You know, I did local shop for local people. I knew all the quotes, so I must have at least seen clips, I suppose. But I don't remember kind of being an avid fan. We've actually been in their company, haven't we, Matt? Reese and Steve, but not Mark Gatiss. Mm. You've met Mark Gatiss because you went... Into the Sherlock things. Right, yes. Didn't like him. Well, look, clang. There's another name drop. Well, uh, mind the names as you head off west. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt has been renewed for Series 4. I haven't yet finished Series 3. Fair to say, it's not been gone down as well as Series 1 and 2. There's almost too many jokes in it and not enough plot. And yeah, there it, is, it, is fast. it is fast. and, and you know, The jokes come thick and fast. And of course, there's lots of 80s references in there because you know because she was living underground for 20 odd years or whatever <laughs> it was, or 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah, they, you know, I know what you mean. The other news is just that we talked about um, the CW Network's Dynasty remake that's going to start in September in America. It's going to get home on Netflix here in the UK. Right, uh, 2017 CBS trailers. First off is Seal Team, uh, which stars David Boreanis, he of Angel, uh, Buffy and Bones. And I didn't, unfortunately, get a chance to find the trailer of this one. Did you find one, Matt? But again, it's it's very much like, as I said in our last podcast, it's all like these flag-waving patriotic army shows or navy shows in this in this yeah we've seen um the brave and valor um i thought the dialogue sounded very much like early episodes of 24 but again yeah as you say angel is the only person in this and it just looks all a bit generic and stereotyped and yeah. But CBS do a lot of these, you know, type of things, you know, like NCIS and things mm-hmm. like that. So there, there could well be a room. They're catering for the... to their market. Yes, yeah, they, they know who they're going for. Young Sheldon, um, does the word comedy fit this, or is this more a family drama now? You know, we say we follow Young Sheldon, um, aged between eight and ten, I think it's fair to say, uh, <laughs> and it's voiced over by um, Sheldon Cooper, the, the adult from the Big Bang series. Yeah, Jim Parsons. It's kind of like a retrospective look. But it mostly deals with his relationship with his, well, his normal family and he's dysfunctional, or dysfunctional family and he's normal, you decide. I, I've been 
How about we lose the bow tie? Why? Look around, honey. No one else is wearing one. Perhaps I'll start a fad. Why can't we watch DuckTales? Because we don't learn anything. It's TV. We aren't supposed to learn. When we get home, I'm going to kick your little balls. You can't. They haven't descended yet. Mom? What? When should I be expecting my testicles? And I, and I suppose that's really where the show is going to be. You know, he's the, 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 the oddity and they're normal. Or, you know, you, you kind of decide. But I thought it looked a lot sweeter than I was imagining, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah like less the... annoying than I think Sheldon was painted in the Big Bang Theory when he was younger. And I didn't. I didn't like the look of this. Also, the weird thing is, is you, that the you pilot didn't, didn't like the look of this. Well, I don't know. Why didn't you like the look of this? I don't know. I didn't find it funny. <laughs> but I don't know how much you're meant to like. I, I don't no, think there I are know. many. There are many jokes in it per se. It's very dry. I think is the humour in this one, mm. and it has got Ian Armitage, who who we liked yeah. in uh, we liked Big Little Lies. As Luke said, it looks sweet natured. It looks a bit like the Wonder Years. I yes. love the Wonder Years yes. in its time. The Wonder Years had that sort of tone where it wasn't a sitcom, but it was sitcom length. And, you know, there was humour in it, and I think that young Sheldon's sort of a bit like that. I know it's what put you off, Gary, presumably, but I think it's a clever idea to have it, you know, voiced over and then no studio, no studio audience and just quite sweet and genuine it could have been awful if they'd done it the other way next is uh one that i wasn't able to find a trailer for i don't know if matt found one the wisdom of the crowd yes this is jeremy piven mr selfridge himself who are and he who, have also, who i've also met there's another Clang. name Clang. Clang. uh creates a crowdfunding app to help solve his daughter's murder now that sounds interesting, but then where do you get a series it's, out of that? I, I mean, I only watched a couple episodes of Person of Interest, but this looks a bit like that. He looks like he's still playing Mr. Selfridge. Mr. Selfridge playing Steve Jobs. He's got a Steve Jobsy feel about him. The thing is, though, in the trailer, you find out, you know, he's set this app up so people can find criminals and help him mm. solve his murder but then they they solve a different crime so every week it's like you know all these people are looking for someone else like he's working well, and, and again this is another big thing for cbs yeah. i mean these are the team that bring you still bring you criminal minds which is the serial killer of the week without a trace was missing people every week you know they love these kind of shows this, this to um, me has like the 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 dead daughter storyline is like the arc throughout the season right. but every episode will have them so using this app to solve a different crime next is possibly the show that i feel might actually be the best one out of all the ones i've seen and i'm not sure why i think it's mine as well if it's the one yeah. i think it, it's SWAT or SWAT. Oh, no. no, it's oh, not. No, that was no, never going to be Matt's. No. <laughs> not going to be Matt's. Right, OK, we'll come up to Matt. SWAT is a very slick, fast action show uh, and, and stars one of the stars of Criminal Minds who went off the series in the last few years. And he is the new leader of the team. And they're based in South Central LA. And although they are a SWAT team, which is kind of like a, an armed response team, and what it is is that this new leader of the team is formerly a... You know, a, a mem- lived in the ghettos, and you know he, he's been told by his brothers and sisters, you know, he has to choose between the blue and the black. That sounded like a really cliched line. Are you black or are you blue? And, it did, but that... actually, it worked out quite well in the clip. Yeah. Whether it will in the show, they, I don't but know. If they ever fight, they might end up both. Yeah, you know, this trailer is like, you know, this is the story. It's about everything. Out. Everything about this felt very big, and nothing was subtle. And SWAT was originally a TV show, I think, in the yes. 70s. Then it became a movie with Samuel Jackson. And now it's a 
TV series again. It felt to me it didn't know whether it wanted to have to be like a show that had the social commentary, albeit a sort of mindless action thing and it looks yeah, like it will be, not... and hopefully maybe they can do a bit of both so that you know that there is enough plot and everything in there mm. i thought oh, actually i could see myself watching that my I one know. was me myself and i it's following the same character aged 11 40 and 65 so he's 40 in the present day so he's right. flashing back and flashing forward in present days play by Bobby Monahan from Saturday Night Live, who I think you're referring to. In yes. the future, he's he's played by John Larroquette at, at age 65. He wants to be an inventor. He's got a crush on a girl. He's trying to uh, like uh, get. Did that felt very with... Wonder Years to me. It felt a bit Wonder Years, but as it went on, and then you saw him at 65 meeting up with that girl again, and there was a thing about a breath mint or something, wasn't there? In there, it just felt, okay. felt very. Natured. I think Luke might enjoy this. It feels yeah, like. I wonder how This Is Us has. This is the, I that. just I wrote yeah. This Is Us done as a comedy. They feel very similar. This and Young Sheldon. They've got obviously mm. the nostalgic aspect to some point, but this looks at him trying to invent things because he's an inventor throughout. But he has moderate success. Like in when he's in the modern day, he comes home to find out his wife's cheating on. Like there's a great scene in the trailer where he he has to go back to home sees an ambulance outside and then finds out his wife's having an affair with the paramedic so yeah it's, uh, oh, I remember that bit, yeah so it, it looks good i mean the young actor again looks very very good very sort of talented so hopefully this will be one that we'll all be watching and conversely gary yeah com- conversely the more kind of traditional sitcom is 9jkl uh, and that stars mike fierstein who uh, is an actor i like he was in raw pains and the West Wing, yes, take a drink. And he's a recent divorcee who has to move back into an apartment, which happens to be slap bang between his parents, who his father is played by the excellent Elliot Gould, who I thought was in Friends not enough. And uh, Linda Lavin plays his mum. And they're basically the smothering parents. And his brother, who... Now, if I remember I've seen right, this. It's called Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but... If they're living next to each other, not they're across next the road. to each other, not across yeah. the road, Luke. Oh, and I don't, sorry, I don't know. it's completely I different. So they can hear each other through the walls and everything. Oh, I'm sorry, it's yeah. so and different. They, they, sorry. they come and watch him sleep at night, you know. So not a sports writer. He's a soap actor in this. Oh yeah, yeah. it's so sorry. They're they're pulls The last two now, unfortunately, I don't believe I found a trailer for Instinct. So this stars Alan Cummings of The Good Wife. And he's a a former CIA agent who returns to the CIA after having been a professor. But we know Alan Cummings Cummings, is a really good star. Oh, it is Alan Cummings. Okay, fair enough. The last and probably for me the most interesting uh, from a science fiction point of view is Star Trek Discovery. This is set 10 years prior to the original series. Uh, You know, the problem is the movies have increased the interest in the story but this seems like more of the same and i was kind of hoping that either we would have got something different there's been a lot of talk over the years about doing something on starfleet academy and there's also been the idea that that perhaps we do a star trek that like the deep space nine that isn't based on a ship you know discovering new worlds and all that kind of stuff you know just something different but again this will be coming to netflix and uh cbs are making you pay for this if you live in america to wrap up this kind of series of trailers i think we've got a lot of remakes this year we've got a lot of army shows this year we don't have a great clutch of new comedies and we don't seem to have many great new drama ideas we've got a lot of retreads you know we've talked a lot about the fact that this looks like lost in a different situation or this in a different situation i feel like 
certainly network television is lacking some real great ideas. Doesn't feel like a particularly inspiring batch, and we will keep you updated no. as to when shows start and when they get British uh, or UK or British. Um, I, I can't uh, see any of these apart from Young Sheldon. Well, he just said, he just said Dynasty. Is. Well, Dynasty's got a date. Oh, well, I, I, I would imagine we'll get some others. <laughs> Netflix have been making a series uh, for some time now, starring Alison Brie, based on a successful. 80s wrestling promotion called Glow, which originally stood for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Matt, you you kind of know a bit more about this. Do you want to take us through? Yeah, I mean, I've already watched all, all ten guys. And so. you <laughs> used the, you used the word pumped on Twitter, which I've never heard Did you I? use in real <laughs> life. Carrying on the or... wrestling theme, you know. Yeah, yeah, that is a wrestling. I mean, me and Gary are both sort of wrestling fans. I say sort of. Yes, we yes. are wrestling. Glow was a concept thought up by um, I can't remember the name of the real guy, but it was. Oh, um, they didn't hire wrestlers because female wrestling was seen as almost like a freak show. It went on with the midgets. Yeah. There's a really good documentary that uh, I watched and I sent a link to Luke, yeah. which explains <laughs> the story. You need explains to watch the, it. Yeah, explains oh, the send story. me a link. I've not seen that. Of I've heard the, of it. Yeah. Which it ran from 1986 to 1990. These, this isn't like a sort of retelling, a strict retelling of the actual basis of the globe. You know, there aren't any characters from that series but the characters in this are sort of composite versions of of some of the characters it's all about creating these larger than life sort of stereotypes Alison Brie in this plays Ruth who's a struggling actress works as a waitress she plays this actress who the casting director gets in when the director says I want a normal girl and then they see her and realise they don't want a normal girl. Uh, through this casting director, he gets her an audition for this thing where they're looking for unconventional women, turns up at this gym and finds out that it is Glow. And all the women there are sort of a bit strange. They've got, like, dunt actresses, you've got hairdressers. You And, and one of them the, is Kate Nash from Foundations. Nash. Yeah! Well, her gimmick later on, she becomes Britannica and she's a, she's oh, a genius. Word. She wields a, an encyclopedia at all times. Yeah. And the other story here is that she's got a friend played by um, Betty Gilpin. She's a soap actress who left the soap to be co- Her character went into a coma for a year um, and she was replaced by another actress. So her character's still in the show, but she isn't. Her husband then cheats on her with Alison Brie and the Alison Brie's character, Ruth, is about to be kicked out of the glow auditions and then um betty gilpin comes in and they have like a scrap the director sam sylvia sees this and sort of envisions the first episode of glow in his mind the first couple of episodes are the build-up i think luke you'd agree that it really gets going in in the third episode i love uh, the third one where we meet um, bash Bash howard who is the um Producer. producer He's like this 25-year-old trust fund kid who's using all of his mum's uh, money. I think the family have got a tinned food company. He's the big wrestling fan. Sam Sylvia, who's this like B-movie director who he hires, who who like right, who's directed all these sort of trashy films. He's doing Glow so he can get his next film funded. Uh, which is like an eatable time travel film. And even though their wrestling characters are based on the stereotypes of when you look at them, the actual show Glow makes them anything but stereotypes. I think there's Mm. 14 women in total. There's great chemistry between all the actresses. I mean, it's ironic that we're talking about two shows when we're talking about the CBS trailers that are 
like they there doesn't seem like a lot of humor in them but they seem quite gentle and this has that in a way that it's more Definitely. about the characters but there is at least one laugh out loud moment in every one and you mentioned as well the nostalgia and again it's got that especially in the soundtrack i mean as we mentioned it hits you over the yeah, head it with just, it which is it hit you over the head exactly it's luke do you want to talk about this because you're no, where are you only to say it? i've watched three now i would have watched four and five if i hadn't been called away i mean i've liked of all the Netflix originals, Bojack and, and uh, Master of None, but both of them took a while to grow on me. I was in this pretty much straight away. Oh, such think, an easy watch, this. Yeah, such it's an incredibly easy. easy to watch. The only thing that, that, that worried me was awesome. how different episodes one and two are. What? How do you mean? No, episode one's a setup, though, isn't it? Yeah, but one is kind of more like a movie, and then two is, two is like we're straight into it. Like in one everything is explained and then in episode two we're, we're coming straight that. into sort well, of training but this all to me feels like one big movie this is the it is the setup ten, to the first five hour the movie, first yeah the first show doesn't occur until the last episode it is the build-up to the oh, first right, show okay everybody in it is really likable even yeah. mark maron who's this sort of it's not evil but sort of hard taskmaster and with a vile mouth a, and there's a great twist towards the end that I personally didn't see coming which is really like oh okay I'm actually really two to see yeah. the rest two yeah, things me too. I, I, I don't I, I don't want to be to I mean you did all 10 and mm. now this is the thing with Netflix shows you've done them all now and mm. I don't know whether I want to space them out or do them all I don't know I would because... in the case of this as as I said it feels like if I would watch it all 10 to, as sort of as soon as you can because it feels more like a movie in parts rather than a sort of, you know... In, in other words, you, 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 get, you get more into the characters the more you watch it kind of thing. It's binge-worthy. No, it doesn't really end on a cliffhanger, but it's it's very nice how self-referential the last one is. This is done by the people who did Orange is the New Black, which I never saw. And there's um, Jackie. And there's Jackie. Yeah, I, I've tried Orange is the New Black twice and mm. can't get into it. But they were looking for a new female-centric show and they learned about Glow and how sort of mm. it was the next step from the, the 70s female revolution. All these women were very empowered and I, I said I would really recommend everyone mm, go I'm and check the I'm documentary out. Gary's making the sort of noises that I've heard him make before where he's kind of on board but he's also sceptical. No, I, I think it's probably just because I've only watched it today so I haven't really had time to form my opinions properly. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch up to three, and if you're not convinced, yeah. then don't go any further. I think if by three... I'm convinced. If I was to wait three weeks, would I enjoy this more? No. I'm, I'm focused on Twin Peaks and things like that, so I don't know. This would be a good sort of... Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle-cut fries, Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal you know cleanser to the rest of the things you're watching because it is yeah it's very easy and gentle 
and and just nice, really. And Alison <laughs> Brie is one of the most likable leads you could. Put oh, absolutely. In and she and was, I, was in Bojack Horseman. Like, yeah, I even like her character in Bojack Horseman, and she's a freaking cartoon. What I like again is that it's women uh, um, together encouraging each other, even though they're fighting. And as I say, I would recommend the documentary as well, just to see that. So uh, actually, the, the, the documentary at times feels more fictionalized than this fictional <laughs> bet, version yeah. of it. You're listening to the Custard TV podcast, the official podcast of thecustardtv.com. With the reviews, it's Matt. What did you have for dinner yesterday in the end, Gary? Um, in the end, yesterday I had the rest of a pasta bake that I cooked on Thursday. Oh, nice. Hello! Hey! Hello. <laughs> we'll start with one that me and Luke have watched, because it's something I think we want to flag up, because, let's be honest, it's not been flagged up at all. No. by the BBC. It's Murdered for Being Different, which is on BBC Three. It's sort of in the... I, I would say the series, but that's not a sort of... Uh, what's a good word? The Murdered For um, block. We've had Murdered, murdered For... By, murdered by yeah. my... Murdered, murdered by my boyfriend, Murdered by my father, and now Murdered for Being Different. It's This one follows the story of um, Sophie Lancaster, who ten years ago was kicked to death by um, a gang of youths for how the way she, the way she and her boyfriend looked. He was assaulted as well, but he survived. Um, he was in a coma for a while, survived, and, and learned that she wasn't going to make it. You get the sort of flashbacks to their relationship, how they sort of found each other, and there was instances of them being picked on or, or almost attacked for the way they look there's a scene where they're sort of chased by another gang of views onto a bus and he feels for a while that he can't go outside then you get the sort of scenes of of him in the coma and his parents being worried about him and stuff like that and then you get another story which is almost like the police procedural aspect of it where you've got this um witness to it uh, michael who called the ambulance he was the one who originally met robert and sophie and convinced them to sort of hang out with them in the park before they met these sort of more violent acquaintances of them who were the ones who ultimately attacked them and you don't see the attack till the end you know you're going to see it and there's this sense of anticipation loop which i don't think you got where i don't really want to see it and you're getting like sound clips of it and little flashes of it and it's like I really don't want to see this, but in a way, I, you know, in a way, we are going to see it. I don't know if you felt the same way, but yeah, I, I have to say, I wasn't as drawn into this as I wanted to be. I wasn't as connected to it as I wanted to be. For some reason, it, I wasn't emotionally connected to it. I think this the is the beginning, the most conventional of those three. It's certainly murdered by my boyfriend. You've got the Georgina Campbell character talking straight to camera and i think you um and murdered by my father was was sort of not based on any story specifically i don't think or was it no it wasn't it was no. an amalgamation of many this was more um conventional in the same way like something like little boy blue was or three girls was the best performance i felt came from uh reese jarvis who played Michael, uh, the the witness, mm. the, who was sort of agonising. I thought that was the most interesting story for me, was this agonisation about 
should I do the right the, thing? Should the I right thing or not? And he, yeah, because he was he was the one who really liked Sophie and, and Robert and and saw beneath the sort of hair they had, the makeup they had. I I sort of get where you're coming from, but I think on retrospect, I I think I enjoyed this more than I did. It certainly sort of hit me emotionally right at the end when you saw the photos of the real Sophie and Robert. Together, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I thought as well because he took uh, the direction as well. I thought Paul Andrew Williams, who also annoyed me, some of the jump cuts and the beginning part with the Willy Wonka stuff. Oh no, I I like that. It didn't gel for me very well, so I don't know whether it just didn't connect to it emotionally. But I I did get the sense of dread that you spoke of Mm. as we led into the eventual attack. But I just think. Outside of the the main younger lead, some of the adult acting was really poor, and that distracted. I think Sally Lindsay needs to go on sabbatical for a bit and just give somebody else a try. The last BBC Three thing to really hit home and really affect me was Don't Take My Baby, and to me, it's nowhere near that level of of mm. drama for me personally. Yeah, I, I get I, again. I get where you're coming from. I think this could have been better had they cast. Non, non names. not familiar faces. Yeah, I still really enjoyed it, and I still think people should go out their way to to watch this because I I oh, think I it's an important it's an important story. It's on the i I don't know if it's still on the main page of the iPlayer. It certainly was episode two of Fearless, which was. Do you want to um, run the people through this? Cause of- okay, so basically we get the continuation of the investigation now that. Uh... Um, uh, the, the prisoner has been released. Uh, been, who, been wrongly been accused. Of, yeah, wrong, wrongly or rightly accused, but he's been released on bail and is now living with uh, Emma. 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 She's now basically taking in everybody. Is she got enough bedrooms? Wife. Well, I did, I did wonder what she's now paying on council tax and rent. You know, it's yeah. concerning. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, because you know, there's such a, a, a clamour and a, and a a furore over his uh, over his release that you know she's basically hiding him back where she lives, and she goes off with her her friend the the Scottish investigator to try and find out more information. She goes to ask the family uh, of the of the dead girl if they can exhume the body, and the mother again, smacks the one in Gary, the mouth again. Broadchurch too. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, um, they brought in they bring in the uh, local MP character as well in this. Series. Oh, our mate Jamie Bamber. Yes. Jamie, you'll love it. Luke. You should be watching. Oh God, no! As the he's local, not playing, he's not playing. The, and basically, right, he, come, he comes. He yeah. comes and diffuses a public incident um, where people are trying to attack her and attack the uh, the man Thanks that was burn Kevin Russell alive. Basically, these people are. Yeah. The big scene that happens is that uh, the American um, uh, person comes over. Uh, and she up. meets. She meets with the uh, the former solicitor, the former prosecutor. Uh, who put this guy away, and she says, look, I can give you information if you give me what I want. She basically is trying to sort of wait her way to helping. And they give enough information about um, the Syrian refugee uh, and enough intel that basically, right at the end of the episode, the police swoop in and uh, and arrest her, uh, which causes problems because, of course, they've still got the, the character Richard living there, John Bishop's living there. John Bishop and Helen McCrory's character are trying to adopt and they get a phone call from the adoption agency. The Syrian refugee's wife thinks they're going to try and take away her son. And so she calls her husband in, in, in Syria and that's what alerts the police to the fact that she is in contact with them. Which I thought was quite a good setup. What, 
really annoyed me and would annoy Luke if he'd watched it was the fact that because there's these photos that have come out of um, the girl yeah. who got murdered that were taken by this sleazy photographer um, who the these sort Glamour. of shady, organi- Glamour sh- shady organization have all got inside. It turns out that Kevin Russell did have copies of these photos. That yeah. the Rebecca Tallard character and he was paid to turn the other way to let, yeah. let them use the, the school. And she goes now after like Rebecca Tallard hires Emma Helen McCory to begin with. She goes, I want nothing to do with this anymore. Yeah. Um, and like, okay, you, you set the ball rolling, and now, oh no, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Also, the investigator who you were talking about, Wumi Musaku's character, yeah, gets attacked. Wumi Musaku who is 30 years old, so at the time of the original investigation, would have been 15. I'm done. I'm, I, I've had enough. Uh, it, it's too confusing yeah. and too much of a hotspot. I, I, I don't think it's confusing. I think it likes to think it's more confusing than it is. Maybe. It wants to appear intelligent and, and multi-layered yeah. and stuff. And we talked I last don't week think... about the, the three different shows, and the problem was is that it, it, it's still focusing on the ones I didn't like. Yeah, the poor church one. I'm done with Fearless Matt are you done with I mean there's sort of that morbid curiosity still but I think do another level on it just just end it now I'll end it now I'll I'll pull the plug whereas with Pitch Battle (laughs) (laughs) nice nice link there have you ever thought of working on the one show the Pitch Battle which is ITV's new fun Saturday night let's put it on let's put it on I'm being Oh, sorry. Yeah, ITV's is the voice kids. Um, this is the let's put it on in the summer, hide it away. This almost feels like the singing Great British Bake Off to the extent that I wonder if they tried to get Sue on board as well. The first blooming round's called the Showstopper, for God's sake. <laughs> um, there are six, like, yeah, they're all, like, really fun together choirs. They all get on really well, and everyone eggs each other on and and there's four oh, rounds there's another like, cooking reference egging you each get other the showstopper on. they get the riff off the solo challenge and the final battle this is all judged by the odd combo of gareth malone and calice i hate you so much right now i don't know if you, you've seen bill and ted's bogus journey no excellent excellent i have excellent well uh, Gary, you know in that series, in that film where they go to hell and they both live their personal hell for the end of time, like, I think it's Bills who's just being followed around by his grandma trying to kiss yeah. him for a turn. Yeah. This is Luke's personal hell. Oh, it this, really is. This is like people singing each other. Do you want to describe the riff-off to the listeners I, and to I, Gary? No, you do it, you do it. The riff-off is where they are given a theme and then they have to sing songs based on that theme so for example they got angels so there was heaven must be missing an angel there must be an angel playing with my heart halo by beyonce and obviously angels uh sorry was another one and then the the, the basically ended with all these old women singing born this way by lady gaga
And then in the final battle, the two choirs sing the song by the guest judge, who in the first episode was Will Young. So both choirs were singing off each other to Evergreen. And then oh my god, there's an ice cream van. Sorry. Continue. They start singing Evergreen. And then uh, halfway through, they decide who they want to win. And the choir that they've decided to win, Will Young goes to and starts singing with. So what did you think of that final scene with Will Young? It was a bit <laughs> surreal, wasn't it? It was like he'd won the show. And was... <laughs> what, is there any redeeming features of the pitch battle? No, and I feel so sorry for Mel, and I feel sorry for Gareth Malone. I remember loving Choir the Boys Don't Sing and the Unsung Town and the... And he's already done wise. this. There wasn't but there a series done this yet. No, where was that series where he took professional choirs and judged them? There was like oh, a professional God, what was it choirs, and they have people that you've seen out of the blue were on episode two, and they did Britain's Got Talent a few years ago. I just don't know why this is a thing. I think we've moved no. so far away from this now. They just mm. and they, they, all the production values are crap. The studio is boring. It's just there's nothing about it that anyone could say, well, at least they did dot, dot, dot. There's nothing. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com Blind Dates came back for a revival with, I think, the only person who could have possibly done it justice, which was Paul O'Grady. I mean, there was rumours of blooming... Vicky Pattinson doing this and, and um, Scarlett Willoughby. I think Alan Carr's name might have been in the mix at, at one time. We've got Paul O'Grady, who was a friend of Scylla's. There was a nice little tribute at the beginning to Scylla. I thought, I, I don't know, to its detriment, maybe they didn't deviate from the format. You know, the number one, what's your name and what, where do it you come from? It felt a bit like they just went through the motions. At no mm-hmm. point was I, did I feel like, oh, this is. You know, it just felt like they were doing a tribute to it yeah. rather than... It didn't feel like a new show, like well, a new it, revival. I don't know why they've put this on during the summer. But maybe they feel they can get more ratings if they're on against rubbish like Pitch Battle and The Voice maybe. Kids. Maybe. Um, because Blind Date, I always associate with, like, when you went back to school, like Gladiators and Blind Date were always on in the, in the autumn. Take Me Out's got, like, a sort of old-school charm to it in a way. The problem is, I think that's the thing. Take me out has kind of taken over that kind of, yes. kind of idea of blind date. And we and have I, the real I don't know why with we're first remaking. dates now as well. Yeah, that's is... true. Yeah, they're bringing back Street Mate as well, aren't they? As you say, it works more as a tribute and as nostalgia. But I don't feel it's a bit like when they did the TFI Friday, and and that yeah. went. Yeah, I sort of feel why? why yeah, why? why? Paul O'Grady is more sort of genial daytime tea time talk show host rather than sort of saturday night big bolt i think he that's what you're talking to about be, i don't know whether he seemed to be out of his depth or he was worried that he was doing it mm. trying to do still some think justice that. i think i think it's that i think he feels like self-conscious in a way that this is silla's baby and he's got such a you know he had such a good connection to silla when she was alive that I think he's worried that he's going to do a disservice to it. And in that respect, I wonder if they should have got someone who didn't have a prior relationship with it. I don't know why they've got Mel Sykes in to do the, you know, Graham with the quick reminder bits. It looked a bit old fashioned and a bit cheesy and a bit. And the dates they're sending these people on, like, oh, you're going junkyard golfing. Oh, you're playing ping pong. I thought Channel 5 had Viacom. 
Yeah, but they've got the Viacom money behind them. Not on this. They've got like... Yeah, but they're not spending it on this. <laughs> no. So, yeah, so Blind Date, you know, we like it, but it's just there. Are we done? I think that's all the can, I, can I mention Hospital? This was basically what we were talking about. This was how they coped and dealt with the Westminster Bridge attacks uh, at the various hospitals that they're covering. I thought this was an inspiring and brilliant piece of one-hour television, and I'm so glad that the BBC or the production company that did this were not basically told, right, turn the cameras off. They basically were given a bird's-eye view to the public of what actually happens when one of these attacks take place, uh, even to the point where the attacker was brought to their hospital. And although they weren't allowed to film him, they had absolute, absolute access to the doctors and nurses and teams that, that were doing it. And, and if you ever need to feel like, you know, your NHS tax dollars and money don't get well used, go watch Hospital and you'll realise that they do. It's that most difficult times. Uh, uh, Could I go sometimes, first? Sometimes, I, I, go this, first? sometimes I hate it. It's a week. Gary, off you go. I'm going to go for Doctor Who because this week is the big episode where uh, John Sims returns as the Master. Sim. We don't know. Sim. Sim, no Stop S's. giving S's. Stop, Stop saying S's. John Sims. Whatever. He returns to Doctor Who as the Master. We're not sure how it's going to work because we've still got Michelle Gomez playing Missy. But I don't care. It's the Master and it's Doctor Who. And apparently, from what I have heard, and it's the Cybermen, and from reviews previews that I've read, this is the best episode of the series. I don't know what Matt's going to go for, bless his little cotton socks, but I will just give some mentions to some shows I'm still really loving. Uh, the Americans, ITV Encore, 10pm, 24, that's Monday, 24 hours in police custody, Channel 4, Monday, Veep, Tuesdays, 10 past 10, Sky Atlantic, uh, it'll be the final episode of that, so any of those are worthy of your time, according to me. Similar to Luke, I'm going to go for an, a continuing one, uh, Broken, which, I, of the three of us, I'm the only one who's up to date with this at the moment, the yes, uh, Jimmy McGovern priesting series with sean bean i think it's a show that's that's getting better gradually every episode is building up that's going to be one of the things we'll talk about next week because there's not a whole hell of a lot of new shows to talk about so it'll mainly be you know broken the handmaid's tale let's do the twitters please can we uh gary at the gary show is mine please drop me uh, a tweet if you're watching twin peaks we're recording some special podcasts and let me know if you've got any questions for me and Mike, who's joining me on that. Matt. At Matt's TV Bites, where I use the word pumped and yeah. other such words. Never been known. <laughs> never been known. And I'm well, you don't see me on a daily TV. basis. I always try and use that. He's pumped a lot of the times, yeah. I'm at Luke Custard TV. Now, um, please, Ocado are the only ones sending us emails at the moment. We need that changed. Send us an email. Let us know how you are dealing with perhaps the lack of decent stuff to watch outside of big dramas like perhaps Twin Peaks I, I th- Broken. Sorry, Luke, can I just put in a moment? I think this summer is going to be different from other summers, though. I think we are going to get more stuff just purely because there's no big sporting events this year. We're on various podcasting apps as well as iTunes. You can give us a five-star review. We're on Stitcher as well. Download from the website thecastertv.com one of the 50 best TV blogs on the web, on the internet I'll have you, you know you say, you say that Luke but there was only like 43 in that list yeah but really? we weren't number 43 yeah so no. that was good don't spoil it Matt take care bye, bye. Love, love to you all rate and review us wherever you find us I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone search The Custard TV on YouTube iTunes and Facebook <laughs>
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.